You're sitting at your favorite coffee shop, sipping on your usual brew. Suddenly, the room goes dark. Confused, you glance out the window, and there it is. A giant tsunami. But this isn't just any tsunami. It's a towering wave of freshly brewed porter beer crashing down the streets of 19th century London and leaving at least eight people dead in its wake. Today's story is as frothy as it is tragic. Join me as we dive into the bizarre and darkly humorous tale of the Great Beer Flood of 1814. The date, October 19th, 1814. The place, the bustling, grimy streets of St. Giles, London, a place where life was as murky as the ale in their mugs. St. Giles, known for its overcrowded slums and rampant vice, from gambling dens to brothels, was about to witness an event that would flood its streets with more than just the usual despair. At the heart of this story is the Horseshoe Brewery, owned by Henry Mukes, a man ambitious enough to turn his brewery into a behemoth of beer production. Vats as tall as houses, filled to the brim with dark, fermenting porter. These weren't just containers. They were monuments to mankind's love for beer. But as with all great tales, disaster looms. George Crick, the brewery's storehouse clerk, noticed something ominous that fateful afternoon. A 700-pound iron hoop had slipped off one of the vats, a ticking time bomb of beer. He hastily writes a letter to his boss, unaware that his words would be too little, too late. Then, boom! A sound like a cannon's roar, a tidal wave of dark beer burst forth, demolishing everything in its path. Walls crumbled, homes were flooded, and streets turned into rivers of porter. The brewery's decision to supersize their vats had backfired catastrophically. Now let's shift our gaze to a witness, Richard Hawes, who lived at number 22 Great Russell Street. It was just another day for Richard until an earth-shattering crash tore through the tranquility of his home. He heard it first, a sound so powerful it seemed to shake the very foundations of the earth. Rushing to investigate, Richard witnessed a sight that would forever be etched in his memory. The back part of his house had been beaten in, as he later described it. His cellar, once filled with the usual household items, was now a chaotic mess, submerged in beer that was pouring across the street like a relentless flood. But the true horror of the situation became apparent when Richard's eyes fell upon Eleanor Cooper. Eleanor, just 14 years old, a house servant, and no stranger to hard work, had been in the yard, her hands busy washing pots. In an instant, her world turned upside down as a tremendous wall of liquid broke through the wall, engulfing her completely. The sight was horrifying. Eleanor, caught unawares by the deluge, was swept away, crumpled under the force of the beer and the debris it carried. Rushed to the scene, desperately trying to pull her from the rubble. One man, in a frantic attempt to save her, found her arm reaching out. A final, futile attempt 
at safety. Despite their efforts, it was too late. Eleanor Cooper was buried under the ruins, and by the time she was dug out, around 20 minutes past eight, life had already fled from her young body. Mr. Ogle, a surgeon, arrived to render aid, but all he could do was confirm the tragic outcome. Eleanor was quite dead. In the midst of this frothy apocalypse, human lives were tragically swept away. Eight souls from the young Hannah Banfield, merely four years old, to the 65-year-old Catherine Butler, were drowned in what could only be described as a macabre twist of fate. As we delve deeper into the sorrowful chapters of the London Beer Flood, we find ourselves further down the street from the Horseshoe Brewery. Here, in a dimly lit cellar, a different scene of grief was unfolding even before the flood struck. A wake was being held for a two-year-old Irish child who had passed away just the day before. In the embrace of mourning, the child's family and friends gathered, unaware of the impending disaster. As they paid their respects, lost in grief, an unforeseen horror was hurtling towards them. The relentless torrent of beer from the ruptured vat, now a destructive force, rushed towards the wake. With a fury that spared no one, it crashed into the cellar, sealing its entrance and trapping the mourners inside. Among those trapped were the deceased child's mother and a three-year-old boy named Thomas Murray. The scene that followed was one of unimaginable panic and desperation. The mourners, engulfed by the deluge, struggled for their lives, but the merciless flood showed no leniency. This heart-wrenching incident at the wake is a stark reminder of the indiscriminate and tragic reach of the beer flood. It didn't just wash through the streets, it tore through the lives of those in its path, leaving behind a legacy of loss and grief. Now, here comes the darkly humorous part. The poverty-stricken residents of St. Giles, in a twist of morbid opportunism, started collecting the beer in pots, pans, and whatever they could find. Tragedy meets comedy, as the very substance that destroyed lives became a coveted treasure for some. In the aftermath, the brewery faced no legal consequences, an act of God, they called it. A divine comedy, perhaps, but one thing's for sure. The Great Beer Flood of 1814 remains a bizarre, tragic footnote in London's history, a tale of human folly and a reminder that sometimes life can be as unpredictable and tumultuous as a vat of fermenting beer. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and share for more tales from the weirder side of history. Until next time, keep your feet dry and your mugs full. Cheers.